With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only color fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Hi, I'm Dr. Gamma from Dental Lounge. Would you like to increase your success, whether it be personal success or career success? Studies have proven that enhancing your smile can enhance your quality of life in every way. I've seen hundreds of patients for porcelain veneers and smile makeovers with amazing results. Simply tap the banner and book your free consultation and I'll be happy to show you. And best of all, ask about our interest-free payment plans. Dental Lounge Macquarie Street. Create success with your smile. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 17 of the Carlton Show A genuinely great week A genuinely great week for the Carlton footy team And by extension of that, the Carlton footy club Uh, Andy Maher here again, looking forward to spending time with these two reprobates For the next however long it takes Uh, Hello uh, Stephen Pertile Good evening everybody, bubbly bubbly time it is (laughs) It was a good weekend of footy It was a particularly good weekend for the Carlton footy club Bagsy G'day Andy, Gex What did you call us? Reprobate. Re- reprobates Reprobate, what's I that? I don't really even know what it means But I just like calling oh, reprobates Here we go. Um, again. Look, Jesus, there's a lot to talk about boys Off the back of that A lot to talk about uh, But we do start where we start every week And that is by honouring the um, episode And it is Ep 17 I think it's a lock, uh, but I know you two have probably done a bit of research into the number 17, and you'll probably come up with a couple of alternatives to the obvious this week, I would have thought. There's one lock, but I'm going to give you five honourable mentions. Excellent. excellent. Right? So Mark, Mark, Mark Naley, yep. 87 grand finals, 60 odd games. Uh, Mark R. Siri. Well, very famous for one particular moment in our history. Correct. Out at Western Oval when he kicked the only goal for our entire match against uh, Footscray. Footscray. I was in the last couple hand, of minutes. I put my hand up. Remember how bad the weather was that day? Oh, it was terrible. Oh, I'd left the ground. Was I with you? I reckon we were yeah, walking out. Wing. We were walking out. And we've walked out mm. at the 28-minute mark of the last quarter, and we've heard, like the boos that were, ru- were, were thundering out of the joint. And I looked at him and I said, I bet you we've kicked one. And that was the goal. It was our Siri. Yeah, that, well, go. that was that. Mm. Uh, Didn't even get to see it. Miserable day. Shocker. Name, was his name Gordon Collis? Gordon Collis, a Brownlow medalist? Yeah, Gordon Collis. Yeah, well, we he, get he to gets, see him. He get, well, he gets a mention. Got to get a mention. Brownlow medalist. Would have thought so. Uh, well, I'll leave the other one for Gecko. And Satandra Halpin. 80-odd games of yeah, football. No, yep. Came out from Ireland and very famously remembered for that nice kick in the nuts to uh, Cameron Close. It was more up the arse than in the nuts, but it well, was in I the nether region. Down. I think he copped him everywhere that, yeah. that, that day. Yes. So, um, yes. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> moment of great I'll go over to Gecko for the other one. Uh, there's one we haven't mentioned yet who does very much deserve to be mentioned. Uh, well, Rod Galt. Spook. He was a cult, he was a cult figure in, uh, <laughs> what is his career was 75 to 79 with us. 
He kicked... Um, well, he played 46 games. Mm. He played 179 career... No, he kicked 179 career goals, I should say. Mm. And 49 for us in 1978. But he, he Good would... Year. He would fly... What would we give for a 49 goal a year forward right now? He would a fly for marks a la Swan Mackay. He, would, he was beautiful in the air. Mm. He'd take the, the most... Mm. Beautifully timed marks, but his kicking was oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you just close your yeah. eyes. Oh, like I remember that one and, down the Ligon oh, Street oh, in the ten yard square, and uh, I think he put it uh, up the other end. He was a was beautiful. Terrible. He was a beautiful looking man, though. He was a good looking oh, man. He was a specimen. Mm. But who was the, well, the best? Come on, give well, him just one of you. T- put the name to the man, please. Put it out there. Put, arr, it, out, put it out there, Gecko. Tiger from Tassie, <laughs> of course. Brent Croswell, oh, of course. Two time Premiership player, sixty eight and seventy. Beautiful player. He was awesome. And I, I've got to say, I'll be honest with you, boys. Uh, when he left and went to North Melbourne, I was livid. And I followed his career because he was a... Well, how would you describe him as a player? Flamboyant. Yes. Uh, X-factor, yeah. match winner, mm. volatile. Very volatile. You know, like he was he was all those things that just electrified mm. a crowd. I remember as a kid, like we were kids. We weren't even in double figures at this stage, mm. like a fair way from it. But I remember as a six, seven, eight-year-old kid this mythical aura about Tiger Croswell. And um, it was we just had a quick chat before we came on air. It's always disappointing when you know, they, they finish their career somewhere else. Yeah, that was probably the Rombarassi yeah, uh, era at North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah they had a love-hate yeah, yeah, affair, yeah, those yeah. two. Oh, and he went on to write some magnificent columns. Like, he, his... Written commentary and observational stuff about mm. the game of football was, you know, for a long time there was must read stuff. Mm. Who did Brent Croswell? I didn't know. No, that. no, he did. He did. He's an intellectual. Yeah, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll. right. To you, Tiger, and I reckon he might have liked it. It wasn't the sort of game that he liked playing in. I wouldn't have thought, but I reckon he would have dipped his lid to what the boys produced on uh, Sunday afternoon into the evening at uh, the Dockland Stadium. Look. I've got, I reckon I've got something written down about just about every single player. We, we, I don't know whether we'll get through it all, but... Mm, this the, will go for four hours The overview week. for me was this, right? Them. Them. This is them, right? We'll beat these blokes. We'll flick the switch. Got them covered. Oh, wasn't got it? Got them covered. So clear. Us. Not today. Not today, you cockheads. They wanted it easy. Nothing that day was going to come easy against us. And and, and they, the penny never dropped with them. It never dropped no. with them, and we never deviated as a group. And it was – look, I know pride – the pride that I had in that performance from the setup to the coaching setup, the coaching execution, and the way the players performed – you know, the tasks that they were set, oh, I just had nothing but pride and admiration in that group. Yeah, for sure. That's um, it's a good summation. But uh, Gecko, I think, texted us. Uh, uh, was it early in the game, Gex, or half time? And you said that, that these guys are arrogant. They're um, basically treating us with uh, disrespect. They were. And I think, you know, largely came from uh, Stevie J, uh, Toby Green, um, Cameron, Patton. Yeah. And, and to a degree, to a degree, Mumford uh, wanted to throw his muscle around on a few of our young blokes, which, you know, he got away with a couple. But in the end of the day, I mean, they certainly, as you said quite correctly, said Andy, they thought uh, that they were playing against a bunch of chumps. Yep. 
and they thought that they could just push us aside and at any time, as you said, any time that switch was going to go on and they were just going to absolutely put us out of... Um, or they were going to take the game. They were going to put us away. Well, unfortunately for them, uh, we're a different team to what they might think (laughs) we are. Uh, because, you know, to a man, the whole 22 of them, they were, it was a four-quarter effort from go to woe. Well, sadly, it was 21 of them. And that because, oh, well, yeah, 21, yeah. Because, and, because that, adds to the, that, adds to the, that adds to the legend of the performance. The fact that two minutes in, well, two minutes in, yeah. we're down arguably one of our most important five or six players over the last five weeks. He's gone. Mm. He's gone. There's no Sam Rowe there. There's no Sam Rowe, so the two bedrocks of our backline uh, on season 2017 are gone. We got Liam Jones playing his first game, and I'm sure we'll spend a bit of time talking about him. Mm. Exposed, exposed to a high pressure, best side in the competition examination um, without Sam Rowe and without Alex Silvani. My God, what about the way that backline stood up and absorbed the pressure that came for. <laughs> I don't know how many yeah. how many minutes of that game they just soaked up the pressure and absorbed it and repelled it, but it was bloody magnificent. And this is a sort of game as well where you analyse, uh, you you sort of look at the stats, but you don't really pay them too much attention in a hmm. way because the the truly great uh, performances in a way were the, the little one percenters that happened it's all through right. the match, and it was it's all about nullifying and and blocking the uh, the hard edge of GWS. And, you know, I, I wrote down here just as a, a sort of... Um, it was a juxtaposing game. It was style over substance, uh, where a lot of the time style will beat the substance, but we were the substance in this hmm. match that stood up and, and blunted the blade. And to a more comical sort of uh, way of describing it, this was a bit like the Globetrotters playing the other side. We were the other side. We played... The Washington Generals. Yeah, we we were the Washington Generals. We just played standard basketball as team. And these guys were trying to play the la-di-da three-point layups and, uh, you know, all all the tricks in the book. So... Anyway, look, GWS are probably the greatest collective group of footballers we're likely to see in our lifetime almost. I I think their destiny is ahead of them. But as a group of individuals, their strengths is actually their weakness at the moment. No doubt. Because they do not combine as a team. They play as individuals. That first quarter... When they were blazing away off one step from 50 metres, trying to ping goals from all over the joint, instead of trying to set it up and have the right forward movement, they've got so much skill they could just slice an easy pass in there somewhere and hit someone on the chest and set up 30 metre goals at will. Nah, not, nah, I want to do it the hard way. I want to, I want to show off. Well, you know, that was the arrogance that I saw early. And look, they still had their chances to win, and maybe they should have in a way. But in the end, I don't think they deserve to because they panicked in the end. They realised this wasn't going to be similar to the last three or four games they've had this year where they've managed to win and, and stumble over the line. And it caught up with them, and we were good enough and deserved to win in the end. Well, time in front, it would have been an absolute travesty had Carlton lost the game. Time in front, I don't know what it was in the end, but it would, we must have led. If the game went for 100 minutes, we must have been in front for 90, 
five minutes of oh, the game. I don't know how. Yeah. It was, we were over, we were in front for an over one, never by much. I think 13 points looked, was the biggest margin we got it out to. The other thing I do want to say before we analyse this, we created the better clear-cut chances of goal in the match. We set up far more shots that were gettable than their, than their as I was saying, they're you know, shooting from boundaries, they're shooting from outside 50. We missed probably five or six set shots from 40-metre range in that match. And and games that could have iced the game or at least given us enough buffer to make it easier for us in the end. Mm. So I, I actually think in the end we were the better side from that perspective. I agree. I thought we were the better side all day. So, yeah. I thought there was one side that had guts and determination and set out to outplay the opposition with uh, some certain structures that they certainly put in place. Uh, and the other side, uh, yeah, they won clearances. Uh, it was like, what was it, plus 21 clearances. Yeah, that but, was the area that was, statistically, but, that was the area that was of oh, most they, concern. They were smashing us in yeah. there. But what we were doing, we were sitting up behind the ball mm. and we were rebounding Everything that they were giving us, everything. We rebounded 40 times outside of uh, our defensive 50. And to be honest with you, they never really looked like piercing our defence. We, we just stood up and repelled. Uh, we're talking about intercept marks. Marchbank, Jones and Doherty stood up in that area just tremendously well. The point about ASOS not playing the whole match, I don't know if this statistic is a misprint or not. We had 61 Interchanges, yeah. rotations, 61 yeah. out of a possible 90. Doherty talked yeah, about that. They had 84. Yeah, yep. Well, wow, that's, that's, that's huge, a lot. That's, that's a lot. And it comes back to what he did in the, what he does in the summer in those JLT games. Comfortable, uncomfortable, mate. So, I mean, that that's a big stat in itself. So, for them to show um, that sort of determination and courage resilience. to go the resilience to go all the way the is just it's just unbelievable those last minute or two minutes yep oh boy I don't that think was the, frantic by the way I don't think the ball should have got in there there were two no. there were two free kicks that should have been paid to Carlton Absolutely. for illegal disposal of the footy one to Charlie Kernow one to Matty Wright outside defensive 50 yeah. and the umpires put the whistle away which mm. adds to the drama of the final moments and as the impartials we love a finish like that but but then I he paid you, the one that Gibbs uh, went Gibbs went underneath yeah, he said the slide of course the sliding tackle yeah, yeah, yeah. the and, desperate guy going for the ball yeah, yeah. So that defensive unit that you talk about, we spoke to, we covered the game on SEN and we spoke to Sam Doherty after the game and he talked about it and he said, you know, the team within a team, he said, mate, it's 100%. We, that's exactly what we are. The rest, of the, the rest of the boys take the piss out of us. They laugh at us all the time because we're that tight. We're that tight. We hang out together. We, we train together. We plot together. We study film together. We, are, when that, we see ourselves that way. And then you hear Brendan Bolton after the game and he says, we've got each other's back. He, he said something like, he said, this group knows that the bloke alongside him has got their back. And you hear the coach say it and you hear the player who's becoming the general say it. <laughs> just <laughs> Gekko's just demolished the first one in world record pace. Sorry. Um, it was nice pineapple juice. <laughs> Um, you realise that uh, there's something pretty special going there and the poise and the bravery that they displayed in that one was, um, as, a, as a unit that just absorbed all that pressure, I think was just, it was so heartening to see. 
And in the middle of it all, let's start with him, was Liam Jones. Now, you talked about the theatre of it all. He didn't let us down. I mean, as a sideshow within the big drama, he was compelling. Like, you couldn't take your eye off him. Absolutely. 45 se- I just wrote this down, right? 45 seconds in to the match, he comes off pattern and takes an intercept mark. 45 seconds later, he goes and attacks a, and attacks a contest, leaves Patton behind him. Patton doesn't want to go with him. Patton cheats and st- stops out the back. And, of course, the turnover comes at the 50. Patton takes the mark and kicks the goal. Um, it was a laggers cheats goal from Patton, and Liam Jones didn't drop his bundle. He got... It, that, that little loss in the contest could have seen his brain start to spin and anything could have happened. He just got straight back on the job. I, I wrote down just in the first half because my pen started running out of ink. Wins or impacts from um, Liam Jones from that point forth. Um, he had a win, a clear win, or he severely and positively impacted a contest. 17 minutes left in the first, 14.5 left in the first, 9.5 in the first, 6.40 left in the first, 4.10 left in the first, 1 left in the first, 19 left in the second, 14.15 left in the second, 10 left in the second, 5.10 left in the second, 2.30 left in the second, 1.10 left in the second, 20 seconds left in the second, 5 seconds left in the second. And then I stopped doing it because I got writer's cramp and my pen ran out of me. He... It was... What we we think we've we've been thinking that what we've been seeing in the VFL was a revelation. That was the that was the prelude. Mm. This was an unbelievable performance by Liam Jones. Absolutely unbelievable. Look at his stats. He's had fourteen disposals at ninety three. So he, I think he almost was the team high in the efficiency there. Ball use no, was he was. Yeah. At yeah. one stage, it was hundred percent. It was. He yeah. had eight marks and fourteen one percenters. <laughs> What, 14 one percent is another team high. As, all the things that you're just describing before, all these little... He's a third up in the contest and spills the ball to ground. He's, he's you know, blocking for a teammate. He, and, you know, look, it's the sort of thing that you think, oh, what a waste... What a waste of time finding the one thing that he was actually <laughs> meant to be doing all his life, you know? Mm. Like, and I know it's one game and we shouldn't get ridiculously carried away here, but the man has been kicked from pillar to post for his whole career. He's been a, a, a laughing stock and a scapegoat in, in a lot of ways for both the Bulldogs and uh, us. Um, whether it was an indirect... An indirect uh, five-starer from Mick Malthouse here. I'm going to actually doff my lid here because I think he tin-assed one here in a way. <laughs> Certainly wasn't the way he thought he was going to be playing for the club. But And you look at the um, the other thing as well is the, the karma that's flowed with the row followed by the ASOS, and now we've got the third bloody mm. peanut off the, the shelf. And they've all fallen into place when required on the day of... You know the injury occurring. It, Reckoning. It's, it's almost ridiculous in a way that it, it's almost meant to happen. That this might have saved his career. So you know, I, I love it. I love this stuff. This yeah, is it's, what it's all about. It's well, team building I, stuff. I, I put my hand up. I know I was probably the one uh, belting them around the head, probably with the baseball bat, harder than anyone. Purely because you know you believe what you see, and what he was giving wasn't enough. Now. He doesn't even know himself who's the master stroke to throw him down back <laughs> in an interview after the match. It's amazing. So, which is amazing in itself. But 
if you can, I mean, we've got a few guys in the seconds that clearly haven't, the penny hasn't dropped. Um, they're not pulling their finger out where they should, and, and they'll find themselves in the scrap heap at the end of the year. This guy here, at least, he has, he's trying to reinvigorate himself. This is a, as Gecko said, it's only one game. You know, one swallow doesn't make a summer, mm. but at the end of the day, you know, he has started now. He, he can virtually say, well, I'm starting my career again from this platform here. So whatever his stat said, he actually had to watch the game oh, to appreciate yep. what he was doing. Um, with and probably without the ball. So his attack on the pill, his attack on the man, reading the play, you know, it's everything you want, everything you want and more, to be honest with you. So, look, the one little, and it's an absolute minor, minor, minor um, negative, I thought, when the game was there in that last minute and a half, he went up the ground, he was trying to do something. Uh, I think he actually followed Patton up into our forward line. He won the ball. Won the ball clearly, and I think if he had his time again, I think they'll probably show him that he had a player to his right who he dishes the handball off, and he was off and would have crossed fifty and perhaps had a shot at goal. He went with the with the 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 what we would probably call the nothing kick, mm. just popped it in the fifty, and I can't exactly remember. It was a one on two, they marked it and then they repelled. They'll show him that. Mm. I say, like, Liam, you know, in that last minute and a half, have a look at this. You know, this is what you probably needed to do. And that is a very, very minor, mm. faint uh, negative. And please don't take me the wrong way. There, no, no, but, uh, no, no. Well, the, thing about, the thing about the way he's playing his footy is that this is repeatable. He, he, he now... Absolutely. This is, there's, no, there's, no, there's no trick to what he's doing. No. When you get confident with predictions, I, I, for me, it's, you've got to see that pattern ha- emerging over a period of time. And that's yeah. it. Was clearly what yep. we were seeing with Jones. You know, it wasn't this, a fluke. And this week, you know, like we go, we get the Gold Coast this week. Now we know what happened last time we played them, uh, and now we get them up there, and they're, they're going to be cock a hoop. And oh, he'll, yeah. he'll probably get Tom Lynch. Really he'll, he'll probably get Tom He's Lynch. A good matchup. Be interesting. So it'll be massive. It'll be massive to see what happens. You know, he's mm. definitely got the closing speed to you know to to cut these guys down if they get half a step on him. That's what he has got. He's got really good closing speed, so he can get in there with a fist when he does appear to be slightly out of position. Maybe when the ball leaves the kicker's boot. Oh, it'll, he got a fist in plenty of times. Oh, on the mate, massively. So I thought he was amazing. I thought mm. he was honestly he. There's a bit of me. I'll, I'll hand hand up. There was a bit of me that didn't believe it was going to work. I just thought he was going to get there, and the de- the inner demons, a little man in his head, would get hold of him. And and I just I, I feared that it was he was going to reveal himself to be better than yeah. VFL level. But you know the the eighty eight games that we'd seen were going to that was his form. Yeah, you know, that's I, who he is. What he was, I sort of thrown, so in, happy thrown in the yeah. cauldron, wasn't he? Yep, mm. yep. And he had to sink or swim. Well, mm. well, I sort of in the reserves, I kind of watched him reasonably closely and yes he was patrolling the back line and he was reading the play well but apart from the game against uh what you know josh josh bruce he didn't really have an opponent in all those other games Mm. and he was playing the the semi-dockety role that just peels off and reads the play but on the weekend um he's one-on-ones that he won with Patton, who's a strong man i mean he's got he's Renowned has been one of the what, probably better six or eight forwards in the league. No, not really. Uh, maybe not quite, not quite in the six to eight category, but you'd okay. probably find six or eight better than him. 
Mm. He should be better than he is. Well, anyway, he's, he's a powerhouse. Anyway, he's yeah. been playing at yeah. GWS for, what, yep. two or three years now yeah. in their forward line, yeah. and you'd expect Liam Jones to lower his colours to someone like that. For, for and, sure. you know, how do you kick four? You know, no one would be surprised. Well, he kept into two. One, he should never have got anyway. Oh, it was, was a freak, the freak kick. It was just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, this guy here, what he did, I was a little bit like yourself that I didn't think he'd be able to... or I, I didn't think we'd be able to find that position for him in the seniors. Because mm. I sort of thought Marchbank plays that. Weedering kind of plays that. D- Doherty definitely plays that. Plowman gets off his manners. I just thought, oh, I wonder how this is going to work. Oh, Jesus. It worked. I'm glad you mentioned that in that context because it's a credit to the rest of them. And you listen to Doherty say we're a team within a team. Well, you know, they they brought a new bloke in. They, they've, they've established what they're doing throughout the year and they've had to deal with, you know, Sam going down and now they've had to deal in two, with two minutes of play with Alex going down. So they, they probably all had to adjust a bit. They're probably all playing slightly different roles without us necessarily knowing what it was because it's, it's that element of trust. Exactly, that is exactly it, mate. And if honestly, I, I, can I can I take the risk and peel off my man and yep. ask for the football and leave him one on one? That type of thing. But yep, you know that that's the risk and and the reward. I guess it's all <sighs> those. What, so, about, what about the other fellow? Well, we got to, he's that, that, Jones was the um, surprise mm. theatre story. The big fellow was just this. He was. I wrote down this, Bagsy. He was everything. He was everything yesterday. Well, he was everything. Uh, Simo got an accolade from me about in round three or four when we put the heat on him, and it was like it was clickety clack. Simo's back. Yes. Well, for Cruz, I got one for you. Ring a ding ding. Cruiser is the king. And I'll tell you now, that fellow there, he typifies everything, everything about what. We want to be as a club going mm. forward. I, I watched. Um, I actually saw all interviews that players, senior players, gave um, during the week on our website. Uh, it was Gibbs, Simpson, Murph. I there might have been one or two others. I can't quite remember. Might have been Ben Armfield. I think I'm not not quite sure. Everyone had what they had to say, but they all said two words <laughs> that typifies this bloke heart and soul heart and soul of the club all of them said the same that's a fair accolade well that's what you want isn't it he's got the demeanour of Bruce Dool too he's a very quiet unassuming man they used to call him Humphrey because he doesn't talk he's not going to put his hand up for a media interview they're going to have to come to him he'll be hiding under a desk somewhere but He's got the heart of a lion. He's got the the competitive juices of a boxer, you know, like he just wants to get in the ring and scrap, you know. Mm. And he's the second half king. He only warms up at halftime. He's second half. He's negative splits. He just destroys. He goes over the top of whoever he's playing against. That's so true. And uh, Mumford had nothing. Oh, mate, he, he had did, nothing. He, he took him to the cleaners. He, but he, he must be in contention now. He has to be well, in contention. He's just cleaning them up one he, he by one. He has to be in contention. He's got it. If he's not in the 40, if he's not in the initial squad... They're not watching us it, properly. They're not, they're not watching us properly. They're just not. They're, they're, they're dismissing us. Yeah. His, his impact goes... His, and again, here's the thing. I know what they do. They, they, every All-Australian selection, they justify by statistics, right? Mm. That's what they do. So I haven't looked at Matty's stats alongside the other five or six main contenders. I don't know statistically how he stacks up with them, right? But you can't 
take Cruz's influence on a game based on statistics alone. If you tell me, and some bloke wanted to argue the point that Paddy Ryder's ahead of him, give me a spell, mate. Paddy Ryder might float across a pack unlike Cruiser, like Cruiser can't, and he might kick a goal from 55 you know, like Matty Cruz, it doesn't. But don't try and tell me that he has an impact on his team and the way it rallies and fights and digs in the way Cruz does Carlton. He, he just he just doesn't. He does not. No, very few do. Mumford does it the Giants when they're flying. No question about that. But but I think Cruz had a better year than Mumford. I think across the board he's had a better year than Mumford. Um, he, he is. Heart and soul, mate. And you can't define that by statistics. Mm. It's not possible. So I want the All-Australian selectors to bear that in mind. Bear it in mind when you're putting this squad together because you're overlooking a bloke who... At the And you mentioned this. For him, this is individual. For oh, him... Absolutely. He deserves to have his name in that list of... In that company. He does because absolutely. he's that good a player. Mm. And he's in that good... He's, the form he's in is, is magnificent. What are his tackling? What about laying the game? Oh, well, mate, the, tackles the, game he on, he, the tackles he put on. The tackles he put on. When he when he crunched Scully, when he just ran through Scully late in the game, I just steamrolled him, and then he followed up with a kick off the ground that went to Daisy. Daisy took his time, turned around, got it to Matty Wright. Wright kicked the goal. They went back into the middle. Right, went back into the middle. Who got the next clearance? Yeah. We've been smashed in clearances all that. Who gets any clearance? Matty Cruiser. He's yeah. like a snowball <laughs> going down the hill. You know, like it just. Well, that can be a sledge in some areas, snowball. Or snowflake. No, no, no. snowflake. Yeah, no, snowball like, yeah, no. gathers right. momentum. Yeah. Gathers momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought he was More huge. powerful. I thought he was huge. I thought his tackling was enormous. Yep. I think he I think he clearly got three tackles on that he actually won the free kick for, for holding the ball. And he's had three shots, uh, three shots of goal, missed two that he probably should have oh, kicked. He's only pot. I mean, if, yeah. he's, if he'd kicked the goals that he should have oh, this mate, year, mate. I think everybody would be... Saying much yeah, more yeah, about exactly. it. Exactly. Mm. So, so massive, like mm. just huge. And we all hope, and mm. we think that he, not just hope because we barrack for Carlton, mm. but we think he deserves to be in the 40. And um, let's hope he gets in there. Just on the defence, can I just say that uh, the Giants, who were widely tipped as this year's grand finalists, Premiers, most Premiers, people, like I, still, just, I still think they win top just, of the ladder. They'll yep. just walk it in, right? Yep. We've played, they've uh, We've played. They played eleven or t- they, sorry. They played twelve rounds of football. We played eleven, and they got one up their sleeve. Is that right? Because they they, they didn't have the buy last week. They got the buy this week. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, so you square it up. Yep. We kept them to the lowest score they've kicked all year. Nine sixteen seventy. That'll do. They had fifty five entries into the fifty, and we allowed them a lousy nine goals. That's what I'm talking about. The way this group they, they bring it on. They, they, they don't get flustered. They, they are a very, very tough, well-balanced, well-coached. I think Dale Amos has got the defence. Has he got the backs? Yeah, he has, yeah. He's doing an unbelievable job, mm, this bloke. Mm, absolutely. He's doing an unbelievable job. And uh, our tackling was down, but as we spoke uh, prior to coming on air, I think our tackles only got to 55 minus 14 for the match. But as we sort of spoke briefly um, prior to coming on, we believe that might have been a bit of a ploy because I believe that they weren't going to the man. They were guarding space, knowing that if people overcommitted to the man mm-hmm. with the ball and they flicked one out to one of their runners, 
Well, they could slice and dice you. Yep. That's so what they I do. believe yep. that they come up with a plan to corral. Yeah, exactly. Corral rather than obviously if he's in if he's in within within reach, you you've got to go. Yeah, 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 obviously. Yep, yep. But they were happy to stand back a little bit, just guard the space, corral him a little bit, you know, put the arms up. Those pressure acts that they call them, whatever. I reckon they would have been through the roof uh, for our. I've got something to say about those. But I think those. the second, I think the second half, we might have um, perhaps put a bit more heat on them. But certainly in that first half, we were playing a game where we weren't necessarily going to the ball, going to yeah, the ball. I think carrier. you're right. I think it's a really good observation. Yeah. Um, you two are smarter than me because it was you two that were talking about it, not <laughs> me. But uh, and now I want to go back and watch the replay again to see if you get a clear illustration of that. But I do feel yeah. like that is true because yeah. the numbers have been, you know, you were critical of the tackle counts early in the season. Oh, definitely. And, and the numbers have been pretty healthy oh, since. 55 is below our, our average is up around 72 now, mm-hmm. right, per match. So I, I've got no doubt that, well, little doubt, that there was something else going on there in terms of what they come up to beat this team. I definitely think you have to adjust your style of play at Docklands. I think it's a very specific type of ground and it's much different to an open-air stadium type uh, football where it is, for some, for whatever reason, that in, in, the inside game becomes uh, a more... Um, uh, a way of controlling the game more. You can close down opposition more inside, slow the game down from a con- uh, from a stoppage and clearance point of view. But for some reason, Docklands, the outside game is mm. a premium from start mm. to finish, and you, that's that's the area you really have to concentrate deny on them. most of all. Yeah, deny them mm. that that quick that they like no, no, they they, they're it. a skillful oh. side oh mate don't worry all their, all their their top five or six midfielders got plenty of it oh, they've all got 28 32 and all the classy ones too it's what we did to repel what they thought they'd be able to do to us mm, mm. I think that was the the important part. No, there's not. There's no doubt that that is uh, a, a very uh, you look at the you look at the players line by line and you take out of the equation the six or seven who walk into that side when they're fit that aren't in there at the moment, right? Because we, you're right You're right. what you say, Gecko. They, they are the Galacticos. I mean, when it comes to the AFL, they have been given the opportunity to be a super team by the initial draft benefits they were gifted that the Gold Coast Suns never got, and they have used it wisely. They trade players out to bring draft picks in. And who knows what they do with Josh Kelly at the end of the year. Josh Kelly is such a good player, but it is conceivable that if there's a bidding war for Josh Kelly, they might flush two first-round picks out of a club like St Kilda, who have got Hawthorne's first-round pick, to get Josh Kelly. So that's them, and that, that, that is what they are. So don't worry about the six or seven that aren't in that team that will be, if they're fit, the team that they had out there on the weekend was good enough to beat... Any side in the competition. They have been. Any side in the competition. They have com- been. Any they side they got the over the line at the Western Bulldogs, Essendon, Collingwood, Richmond, and they scunged all those wins, yep. scunged them, and they thought they were going to scunge another one. So in, in the so Liam Jones, the defence, and Matthew Cruiser, I think, had to be the three headline acts out of the game. Mm. Now it's a free-for-all, boys. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. What I really liked... Um, uh, another massive tick for the match committee. I reckon they have got their selections right nearly every week this year. Um, 
What I liked this week was the inclusion of Lamb in partnership with Sumner, mm-hmm. uh, which created some dynamic, more dynamic movement, more options, uh, the ability to to uh, run into space uh, more often um, in that fast-flowing transition-style football, and that paid off. It, it, I don't think any one of those players played a super game, but they had their moments where they had little individual um, moments and that created a goal. And, and, and it was a low-scoring game, so nearly every goal was a, a premium. It was almost worth two goals. So Every point. Look at how we won the game. Look at how we won the game. Well, exactly. I totally agree. So you see Sumner stream forward and launch a a barrel, and it goes over the top, and Lamb marks it. And you see, you know, Daisy was creating a bit of mayhem with some space because he was smarter and he had a bit more time to work with uh, than other weeks. And, you know, the little... Oh, I'm just going to go back, have my shot. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm actually going to flip it over to Wrighty there. He's running past my shoulder, and he'll just stroll in and kick an easy one. And all those things really happened at the right time for us, uh, and it was more about adding a bit more intelligence, a bit more footy smarts, and, and a bit more mobility into our forward line. Don't, um, be, before you, Are you going to get off Lamb and Sumner now? Because I'll, Before you get yeah, off we'll him? go for it. Well, what about Lamb on the wing? On, on the oh. wing, on the wing in the I think the second or third quarter when it was a two against one when he copped it and he copped it oh, from, yeah, uh, from Cameron, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was nothing. I, you know, I don't think Cameron. Was, I don't think there was anything. You know, Mouse. untoward there. Yeah. But still, he stood there and copped it and won the free kick. You know those things. There, you just you you love seeing these things because you say to yourself, these guys have come. You know, from other teams. They're slow to get moving because they, I think both of them have had their fair share of sure. um, injury no and haven't had pre-seasons no and doubt. all that sort of stuff. No so we have to just take a bit of time with these guys. I know already I can see them as being whipping boys for some unknown reason. Oh, they would have been lined up oh, in the media. I mean, incredibly, yeah, incredibly. Yeah. And I'm prepared to give them another pre-season and maybe even another. I mean, like, at the end of the day, you need continuity. I totally agree with Gecko. I reckon the, the last few weeks' inclusions, um, this week, Jones came in. It was unbelievable. Thomas came back after um, concussion. concussion. I thought he's... Game was fair. So I, do I. So do there I. was important moments, yep. like uh, an assist to goal, or you know, he, he got the last handball Mate, no, in he that was frenetic good. last yeah. thirty he was, seconds. He was good. He drilled one underneath and got it out to Whedon or whoever. Um, Lamb came in, and and you're right, uh, his his stats won't show up as being unbelievable, but I've got to say, we talk about impact. He had impact. Input. Spot on. You know, it's that old John Kennedy thing, you know, don't think, do. Mm. Do something, mm. you know. And even the guys who, you know, Fisher probably, again, gets his 12, right? Oh, no, wait on. You're going. He should have snagged the goal. Yeah. But even him, even him, even, you know, he has little impacts that you think to yourself, well, geez, you know, you only had your 12, but... Half a dozen of them, they're important. Who, yeah. led, who led the team in pressure acts? I don't know. Zach Fisher. Really? Led the team in pressure acts. Yeah, right. What did he get At up to? 22. Jeez. 22 pressure acts. See, so the, these f- are the, the fact thing, that yeah. he was in the mix in that last five, ten minutes, that, that says a lot. 
He was. And can I tell you what that I reckon I lot. know about Zach Fisher already? He's not happy that he kicked the point. Mm. He's he's filthy. He missed the shot. He's delighted that he's part of a win. You know what I mean? He's yeah, not filthy, yeah, he's not filthy that he's part of a winning team, <laughs> of course. But Hindsight's a wonderful thing, but I'm actually happy he kicked the point. Because, yes. because it goes back yeah, to the middle. I know. Winning clearances, and I don't know what would happen from exactly. there. But, so Lamb, but, you know, I mean, that's that, that's bullshit. So, you know? so Jed Lamb, Jed Lamb showed a couple of things to me. Hmm. And remember, way back when, he was a first-round draft pick, right? Somebody saw something in him. He was a first-round pick at Sydney. Sydney picked him with, I think, pick 11 or pick 12, right? So... When he was back then, he was elite in the eyes of recruiters. Mm. Now, injuries hurt him. The GWS thing never worked. That set him back in terms of his... I think it set him back in terms of his enthusiasm for football. Uh, And then he's got to Carlton and he's had to carry a couple of injuries and he hasn't been able to get any continuity into his footy. I pray to God, this is my wish for Jed Lamb, and I don't wish that he has a breakout game in terms of numbers of possessions and numbers of goals. I want Jed Lamb to play well enough now from the coach's perspective, that he's in the side every week to the end of the year. I want him to play, I don't know, what have we got, 10, 11, 12 games to go? I want him to play every game. Mm. I want him to be in the sort of nick, and I want his body to hold up so he demands to be selected in our team every week from now on because I think he's got the right amount of class, impact, I reckon he's got a bit of shit about him. He's got, he's got, oh, he's definitely he's got, got a little bit of shit about him, mate. And we need more of yeah. it. We need more of he's, it. He's got a perfect template. Yep. yep. Uh, the reason one I'm, thing. I'm talking about Matty Wright. That's who he's got to model his game on. Yeah, that's no, a good mm. call. I, just play on the opposite side of the ground and emulate what, what Matty Wright does. What about his little bit of razzle dazzle in the middle? Yeah. Under, under the pump no, when no, he got no, the Matty footy Wright's between his game legs. Was massive. Just on on Jed Lamb. There is one area he needs to improve and. Um, maybe not for this game because we've already identified that tackling may not have been their priority. He was averaging less than two tackles a game in his games last year. So stick him. Yep. He didn't have a tackle at all today okay, on the other day. Now, that's, again, it might have been a different ploy. We've already identified that tackling might not, but might not have been you know, the be-all and end-all on the weekend. That's a good point. Liam Sumner, again, you look at his stats. Nine I, touches, I, you okay, think, right. oh, geez, he went terrible. If I'm coaching William Sumner, I get one bit of tape out. In his involvement in our first goal. First he quarter. Went, the first quarter. Yeah. He, he, he went six times. Bang, 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 mm. bang. Six involvements he mm. had from the halfback flank to the goal being kicked. Yeah, Whether it was a clean hand, a bump, a tackle, a nudge, a, a push on, a toe poke, whatever it was, he stayed in that chain of play through the traffic in the hustle and bustle, never got, for a little bloke, he never got knocked off the line of the foot. He kept his feet. Yep. And I would say to Liam Sumner, mate, we know that you know <clears throat> that you are better than that, that you can bring more to the table than that. We, we know that you're crafty and you've got it'll a come. touch of class. That, I, think, I think it'll come. But if you just do that, just give us four or five of those every game, <laughs> you, you, uh, you'll, 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 you can put your hand out to get paid every single week. The only pot <sighs> is the gut running. Yep. He's, he's got to have that ability to gut run because first quarter was fantastic, mm. but then he went out of the game for periods mm. and you didn't even know he was out there that's sometimes. True, that's is, true. That, and then you see that, him is again. Is that the preseason though, Gex, we were well, talking about? Well, I don't about. know. And the 61... 61 about four question marks on yeah. Sumner. And no, that, what I'm saying, like, we only had the 61... Um, we can't answer them. Interchanges. I don't know. Rotations, but look, look, I was, that's I thought, fair. I no, that's fair. What is what Gecko saying oh, is fair. It's, it's absolutely fair. But, but, I, but what you say about him is, I want him to have another preseason. 
Yeah, I don't want Liam Sumner gone. No, no, no. I, actually, I actually thought there's something you were going to say sure. something else about him, and and I'm I'm happy to bring it up, and I'm happy for both of you to discuss it if you think it is in fact correct. One of his first um, involvements in that first quarter, did he pull out of a contest? I didn't see it. Okay. Well, then no, no, I'll, I'll have to go back at the take. I looked at it, and I thought he either misjudged it or he's pulled out right in the middle of the ground one-on-one when, the, when he was going back with a flight. I didn't see it. I'd have to have a look oh, at it again. I'm not so I'm not wanna, I, yep. I'll have to have a look at it again. Funny what you see, because I thought Gibbsy jumped out of the way one in the game. Right. And I, and I was calling the moment, and I thought, oh, I turned around to um, Nick Delzano and Danny Frawley. I was calling the guy. I said, what did... What did Bryce Gibbs on air? I said, "What did Bryce Gibbs do then?" And they they hadn't seen what I thought I saw, but I thought he jumped out of the way. One, I watched the replay, and there was a high ball that uh, Sam Reed and um, mm. Gibbsy were running back to mm. sort of with the fly of the ball, and Reed took his eye off the ball. Reed took his eye off mm. the ball and beeline Gibbs, and at the last minute, Gibbs saw Reed coming at him, and Gibbs kind of went into a bit of self-preservation mode. Neither of them got their hands on the footy in the end. Now, other players would go straight at the footy and just take the hit. That's never been Gibbs's go, mm-hmm. but he didn't... I thought he did jump yeah, out of the way. But, no, no. Oh, and, I, and, right. and my initial instinct was wrong. So I didn't see the Sumner one, yeah, I'd have but to I'm have not saying he didn't again. do it. No. Can you talk to me about David Cunningham? <laughs> you too. Well, David Cunningham... Was he, was he, right, did I'll, he I'll jump you, out at you in this game, David Cunningham? Uh, to me, yeah. He, he, look, he, he didn't go at a great efficiency rate, and he had his fair amount of clangers, but what he was doing was presenting and and boring in um, the goal he kicked after uh, at quarter, quarter time. time siren. You know, that's a feather in the cap. To kick goals on the siren... Um, it's, it's everyone's dream to have a shot after the siren. It shows you, under pressure, what you're capable of. Mm. I remember Bolton when this kid came to the club and he threw him the ball at, at a practice run. Just threw him the ball and he said, uh, in front of um, his whole teammates, the whole list of 40, said, here, kid. Oh, he was only 30 metres out directly in front. He goes, here, here's a bit of pressure. Kick the goal in front of all your teammates. Kid just walked into the side, went back, drilled it, bang, straight through the middle. They all ruffled his head and everything <laughs> like that, you know. I sort of, that came back to me when he kicked the goal after the siren. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. thought, he might remember that time where oh, he could have missed it at training and who cares. But you know what? You're in front of all your mates or comrades or whatever, yep, you yep. know, your teammates. Yep. So he's jagged it, which is great for him. But then he kicks... The other one on the angle, yeah. uh, big, both a big, huge goals, big, big goals, big huge goals. goals. The ones and, our forwards can't kick. Exactly, well, exactly. exactly. And I've seen him spray him uh, in the twos, mm. uh, and I've seen him kick him too. But the day at Williamstown, I'm going to give him a little bit of uh, you know out because that was a windy day. But still, what he's bringing to the table is his explosiveness, his willingness to to go at the pill. He will tackle. He will go in hard, he will create, and he does... I find his running patterns are quite good. Oh, I like his running I, patterns. He seems to get forward and back quite easily. Mm. He, and uh, You know when you take those four or five giant steps and you're already, you know, into that final third of the ground, he just... He just he goes... But he goes... He runs past players hmm. when he's trying to get down the other end. So I, I think he's a massive tick. I, 
I would have liked him to be a little bit cleaner with the ball. Yeah. But, um, it oh, was no, one of those no, games. It wasn't. It wasn't a silky game. No, you're right. It no, wasn't it a wasn't, silky it game. Wasn't, it no, wasn't. It wasn't one right. of those games. You know, it's all about fact, clutch, right. you know. Clutch. You, you, you. Some people actually enjoy being in that moment, being that person taking the responsibility. I get the oh, impression he might be one of those I guys. I think you're right. I think he loves it. You know, some guys. You can see the nerves come into their body yeah, as soon as they yeah. are given a free or the mark and they have to actually do the next part of the process, yeah. convert. No, totally agree. And he's struck now, him he's so got well. that steel in his, in his physique. You think maybe he no, might I be the right that, one? I liked well, his game. Well, the more I keep I keep coming back to the draft, our draft performance in the last two years, not trades, not just the players we picked up in the draft in the last two years. And, you know, whatever the acceptable kind of percentage of hits v misses is, uh, it's somewhere in the kind of 35 to 50% range. If you get 35 to 50% of your draft picks right, then you do, you're doing pretty well. So if you pick five and two of them become players in a particular draft year, you've done pretty well. I, I'll ba- keep banging on about this. He's an, He... Right now, for me, is going to be a. T- I think he's going to be a long range player. Twenty think, years old. Oh, and he's played seven or eight games. Absolutely, he's kicked four goals in his last two games. He's kicked four goals in his last two. He's getting bigger and stronger. He's starting to believe that he belongs out there in the toughest part of the. Unless you're a key forward, it's the toughest part of the ground to play. Middle of the ground, it's the toughest part of the ground to find your feet. Unless you're a young key forward, and oh. he, he's he's not even ten games into his career, and his last two games. He's kicked four. Uh, North, we played North before the Giants, didn't we? Was mm, North? Yep. He kicked two. So yep. he's kicked four in his last two. Uh, I, I think he's accelerating. The coach has put it on the midfield, I think, probably from the start of the year. I mean, we all identify that we don't have the tall marking forwards that can kick the goals. Bear in mind, no real club has. You know, the tall forwards average three goals a game. That's all they do these days. So. I think he, he put it on the midfield to kick more goals. Now, we've seen it from Murph a little bit, and then a bit from Gibbs, and then a bit from Cripps, and the occasional one from Kerno. This guy's come in for three games and, and kicked four in two, mm. in two games. Mm. I'll tell you what, that's, 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 a, that's a pretty good statistic, I straight up. I think you know? And, and he doesn't mind having a go. So, realistically, uh, and the day out at Arden Street, it was a big rap for him. He said, oh, he's going to come in, but we want him... The position we want him to play in the seniors, this is Brendan Moulton, by the way, uh, he needs to be, um, he's got to be 100% yeah. ready, yep. ready. Yep. And at that stage, they didn't think he was ready. So There's great, there's, mm. there's an, you, you guys talked about this before, but in the case of Cunningham and the fact that it looks like they've timed their run with him well, and it kind of, you know, it overlays, you know, where we're all at with, say, Harry Mackay, there's real integrity with their selection policy. They, they, I think they know, I'm, I'm pretty sure they know, they know what a player has to be doing to come in. They know. This is the difference between Liam Jones and Christian Jacks. Here is the difference. Liam Jones does it unfailingly for you know, by and large, 24 quarters over six weeks. He, he has a level of performance that is consistent according to what they demand from him to be available to be selected at senior level. Christian Jacks, a quarter here, half a quarter there, 
no worries, can do it. But he's not doing. He's not doing what he's not doing what Liam Jones has done. He's not doing what Dave Cunningham's done. He's not doing what Alex Silvani has done. Not doing what Jed Lamb has done. So there's an integrity about the selection of these players that I think, if you're a player at a footy club, that means a lot to you because players can get the shits if they're not getting selected if they think they're going well. But my my gut feel is now at Carlton, that Petrescu Seaton comes out. They're, they're, they're going to drop. They're going to rest Petrescu Seaton. They're not going to just keep playing him because he was our first round pick. Mm. You're going to get picked, and you're not going to play if their observations of you are not. You're not meeting what they demand of you as a player, and I think that's all you can ask as a player. You just want integrity and honesty um, from a from a as part of the feedback from a, the coaching group. And I'm pretty confident that these players at Carlton are getting that. Absolutely. The synergy between the twos and the ones has been magnificent mm. this year. Not f- uh, They play exactly the same style of football. They have personnel who are, s- who are captaining every line of their respective teams. Um, they play to the coach's orders. They play for each other. It makes it so much easier to select teams from mm. one way to the other. No I mean, doubt. You know immediately if individuals are doing are playing their roles. You know whether they are exceeding what they're asked being asked to do. So for me, it has been more clear than ever this year when selection has come up and p- players have come in and, and been omitted or rested. Um, it's made absolute perfect sense to me this year. And from a an outsider's point of view, I think that's fantastic as well because I, I have spent previous years shaking my head thinking well, I don't understand why they've oh, picked so and so last one in first one out we, we yeah. know, you know who the three or four whipping boys mm. the yo-yos of the footy team were you, we knew who they were yep. Yep. You know, so this is a very different list and we know we're in better nick in terms of the, the depth and calibre of the players I've got a few other things on my book before I'm done you guys oh, just uh, yep. just contested footy showed me um, and they've got they've got some bulls in their side but I, I to me, contested footy, we got them plus nine for the game, and that showed me that we were on. We wanted the ball more mm. than them. We were not going to lose that game um, for anything. And, and okay, it was Cruiser's 150th. It's a bit more than that. Mm. There's a bit more than that. We've got players on our list who came from that side, had something to prove. You know, they've been smashed around the head by certain sections in the media that may not be good enough and rejects and, and uh, they've gone off a bit early with these guys but Marchbank and Plowman and Lamb and Sumner all played in that match on the weekend and all got the last laugh mm. and I think I think our thirst for the contest to me shows how far our clubs come now I'll give you an example the last two years I was speaking I was speaking to my wife. She knows nothing about football, by the way. So she just sits there nodding and she's got no idea what I'm talking <laughs> Poor about. Poor Jude. Oh, imagine what she used to put up it's with. Terrible. Can but you I'm, imagine? I'm, but she goes, oh, are you happy with your club at the moment? This is before the win, by the way. I said, I am. I am, actually. I said, because he used to come home from the footy and, you know, kick the cat. He used to, you know, just call them every name under the sun. I used to call them clowns, witches' hats. Uh, I felt like I went to a circus. Uh, you know, there's guys there who cannot play the game. The coaches are crap. Everything about my club was rubbish, absolute rubbish. The, la- the minute this bloke Bolton steps in, 
and, and a few others and changes the list and, and a few other things have happened, obviously. I can't remember a game in the last two years, and correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, please tell me if there's a game that you've walked away feeling bitterly, bitterly disappointed with what you saw to the point where you were so frustrated that... Um, that you'd be you'd be really throwing some names at some blokes. This is last year and this year. Mm. Now I, I struggle to really think of a game. I really do. Maybe because I'm doing this show now, I dissect the the game more than I ever have. Mm. And and maybe I was you know naive as to what was going on. But right now, when I dissect the game, I see more positives than negatives when I watch this team play footy. It's a, you know, you think about the thumping. The, the one thumping we've had this year uh, was, you know, the Port Adelaide loss. But we understand there were there were mitigating factors, you know, that kind of led to us not being in a position to be as competitive as we have been by and large this year. The but team we, we selected. But were you scathing on no, the performance? No, 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 I wasn't. We weren't. No, no. Were you scathing? No, on that? no. That, that, we were actually that, in the game. That's what you mean. No. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. We were in the game even on that night up until certain points of the match. So, yeah, but, yeah. you know. I, I've got... I've got mm, <laughs> I've got huge faith in the group, um, and I, I won't say who it was. I won't name his name, but he's a veteran member of the media fraternity who barracks for Carlton, and I bump into him you know, every week at the footy. And how are we going? What do you reckon? What do you think? And this bloke has been a very is is he's got healthy scepticism at the best of times, but he has been a doubter, a serious doubter. No. Don't buy it. It's all spin. I don't see enough. Um, the, the balance is not right between youth and experience. The old bloke's going to fall off the edge, and when we're going to be left, you know, blah blah. He's got a, six or seven reasons for why um, he doubts the whole thing. I bumped into him walking into the game on Sunday, and I said, "What do you reckon?" He goes, "Oh," and I've been trying to talk him around. I said, "Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm starting to see. I'm starting to see what you're talking about." And we had a bit of a chat up to our respective place before we headed off. And he's starting to see the same thing. He's, he's starting to see the character and the integrity and the methodology and the um, commitment to the methodology. They're, they're not straying week to week. They're not, they're not reacting to a Port Adelaide loss. They're not making... They're not trying to... Um, they're not playing a brand of footy that is here to protect... A coach's contractual status. They're doing it for the. They're all doing this for the right reasons. And I go back to that conversation. It's happened a couple of times this year already, where the key principals at the footy club have gone out of their way to reach out to Brendan Bolton and say, "Keep going. This is. We're all on the same course here. There's no. You've got the full support of the board. Where that, that's not code for something else. We're all in this together, and we 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 know what we're doing. And I just think there's I, I can't remember where we, how I started this now based on what you were saying but mm. but I think there's real there's a really strong character core um, that's running through all of the decisions of the footy club not, not just what we do on a Saturday or a Sunday on, on between the sirens but it's everywhere it's the women's team it's the sense of community that the Carlton wants to be Sort of um, lock itself back into it's it's the it's the gender equality at the footy club. It's let's get more women on staff. It's it's a whole lot of stuff that's going on that 
you know, that people don't even know is happening at the football club, that he's making staff members go and train with the team. You're going to have a day where you're going to yeah. go and train with them. Yeah. Get it, it's your 12 blo- You 12, it's your turn. Out mm. you go, put your footy boots on, out you get there. Mm. All that stuff. Bring your parents. We're going to have a night where your dads come and have a pie night with us. Mm. You know, your dads come and have a, have a pie with us. Mm. Come on, bring them in. This stuff, this hasn't happened at Carlton. Nah, no, this hasn't no. happened at Carlton for 20 years. It's happened at Carlton at F. This what? never happened at Carlton. What did you bring say the other week? Bring the bomb, you week? want a Tassie. What did you say the other week? I can't remember. The dog days are over. Dog days are over, mate. Florence that's of the Machine. Go and have another listen to it. It's still shit out. <laughs> right. um, uh, it's not just on the field, though, Andy. No, I agree. I'm banging on. I'm, I'm sort of probably boring the shit out of everybody. But, but it's yeah. not just on the field. The dog days are over in terms of you know, the whole makeup of the club. And you're right. So, so I, just thought, I, just thought, I just thought it was worthwhile me throwing it out there that, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm passionate. And, and I'll say it as I see it. And I just, I see the journey that they're on. I can see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, Gecko. And, and we're only two years in. Gecko. There's still, here's what, bottom, bottom line is this. They're still going to make mistakes every now and again, right? But they're going to make mistakes. They're going to be the right mistakes. They're going to mm. make mistakes for the right reasons. They, they're going to, they'll bring a bloke in who doesn't work, but they, the, bro, the bloke they brought in, they brought in for the right reason. Absolutely. It's all thoughtful. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I... I, I concur. Um, look, everybody's playing their role. The coaches are uh, educating the players on the methodology and they're carrying out the methodology on the ground. Uh, the players are playing for each other. Uh, there's passion. There's sacrifice. You see these guys put their bodies on the line for each other. Uh, you know, I so many times I'll see... Somebody just, as you said, you know, Lamb gets crunched or, you know, ASOS comes from 30 metres off a, off a contest to, to join into that contest in, in front of him and manages to, to kill the ball over the boundary line or a massive rundown tackle like you see every week by one of a number of players. And all of those types of things we have not seen being mm. carried out in this team for so long that we've actually forgotten what it feels like when we see it happen in front that's of our a good eyes. It's a really good point. Uh, and that's, that is what brings out the emotion in you as a spectator and, and makes you feel nothing but, you know, um, great great things for the, for the players. Well, I'll tell and you now, I'll be honest with you. I mean, after that win yesterday, I, um, I had to get up really early this morning to go to work. Quarter past four, and um, so did I. And I, well, thank you. But I work harder than you. But I, so I get up, bounce out of bed, and as I was walking to the car down my driveway, I had a real swagger about myself. Oh, no. I had this swagger about myself that I haven't, haven't oh, sort no. of, haven't sort of, um, and, and and I liken it to um, anyone who follows the WWE. It was the ravishing Ric Flair swagger. Oh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair. It was that real sort of swagger towards the car, oh, and and in the words of Ric Flair. <laughs> that was about quarter past four in the morning, and I couldn't give a continental uh, to anyone me, in the neighbourhood. Uh, Sam and I rode our bikes down to the game uh, yesterday, and after the game, obviously we're full of bonhomie and, and bloody 
pumped to the eyeballs. Joie de vie. All that business. Yeah. <laughs> strapped on our bike lights and we've, we've come going through the CBD and we basically go up Swanson Street and then cut through Carlton. So as soon as we've jumped onto Canning Street, I've said, Sam, we've got to do this. Just join in. <laughs> At the top of our voices down Carlton in the middle of the night, we started singing the theme song. And I bet you, have you ever done it with Sam? Not not this way, no. Right, exactly. And he joined in. Right. How good's okay. that? Righto. Neighbours were sticking their heads out the, the door saying, what the fuck is going yeah. on here? Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry so for the F-bomb. No, 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 the no, 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 first one. Well, hey! Hey! And we, we just raised our hands <laughs> in, in joy and let, they, they raised their hands back at us. I knew exactly what oh, we were I singing about. So today, so today, we're killing some time before the footy starts and I've got three daughters and M, my missus says, right, what are we going to do? We're going to get them outside for a while because I've watched the replay and I come home from work. I said, right, let's go to the tennis court. We'll just go and hit some tennis balls. We'll take the footy over and we'll kick, um, we'll kick the footy inside the tennis court. There'll be no one over there, just the local in our neck of the woods. So over we go and we're just sort of throwing the tennis balls around and kicking the footy or whatever. Three girls are just mucking around. And there's two old blokes who are playing on one of the far distant tennis courts and they're finished. A bit of rain started falling. They softed it and off on their bikes they get. And as they're packing up and they're putting their tennis rackets away, they're about... 40 or 50 metres away from us. There's not a word of a lie. One of them goes, Ya-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and he's, this happens, right? And he starts singing the song. And Sophie, our middle kid, turns around. In fact, the th- I looked at Millie and Sophie, the two older ones, and they both looked at me straight away to see if I could hear it. And I could, but I didn't I didn't get out of my skin. I just sort of let it happen. And they, the blokes rode away. And they said, Dad, did you hear that? That man was singing the Carlton theme song. And it's true. It was happening. And I said, yeah, I know. We're all happy girls. We're all happy today. And this is you on your bike, you with your Ric Flair, this bloke singing the song. How long has it been Mm. since Carlton people have felt like this? Starting to feel their their old self again. Fiona and her boyfriend come home yesterday. I I wasn't at the game, as you know. I had to to work and I watched the second half and I've watched the replay since. But um, coming up the driveway... I hear this, you know, like boof, boof. And I'm thinking, Jesus, who is this? It was them. But yeah. as I listened closer, it was the Carlton theme song, <laughs> Lilia Laguna. So I get out there in my PJs, and I'm just standing in the cold, and I'm just looking at them going, and they're just singing away, yeah. top of their voice. I just, the three of us and many out there have experienced a lot, a lot of good times. We know what it feels like. We're nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. But by crikey, when we do get there, mm. we know how to party, and it's going to be one long party when we get there. So a couple of little things, right? One of you mentioned Steve Johnson before, right at the very start. And we're talking about the character of the kids. Uh, seven minutes left in the first quarter, in the second quarter, Steve Johnson gives away a free kick to Tommy Williamson. I don't know whether you remember it. Yep. Sl- slaps him over the head, right? If that ever happened to Steve Johnson, what would Steve Johnson have done? Flopped, gone oh. down, holding and, his and head. He did, he he did, did that he when did. they got the down the field. When ASOS right, got him. ASOS got him. Shocking. Oh, oh, down, down he goes, holding his head, you know, drawing all the attention to himself, trying to get the free kick and all the 50, whatever it was. What did Silvani got him before the game, didn't I, he? I want to talk about that. That's the second that, part of the Stevie Johnson. Weakest, what did Tom Williamson do? Didn't flinch. Give us the ball. Didn't flinch. No remonstration. No, whoa, no woe is me. 
just if the umpire sees it, I'll get a free kick. If not, I'll play on. Mm. And it wasn't Tommy's best game. He turned it over a couple of times. Oh. That's okay. But no bullshit. He just stood up and took it. And it wasn't a big blow. He's not going to cop anything as a result of it. But but I know what Stevie J would have done had oh, it yeah. happened to him. Oh, yeah. And our man, our kid who's played his ninth game, stood up and didn't flinch and didn't do it. The, the, the Alex, can I just say, I've got to get this off my, off my yeah, chest because yeah, it was yeah. the second thing I wrote down. And I'm going to have a crack at Dwayne Russell here. Two and a half minutes in, Silvani does his knee. And um, before that, he was involved in that little bump um, with Steve Johnson. So, so they kick their first goal, the one that Patton gets. And Stevie J's into us. He's into it because I was watching it. Mm. He's into us. Blah, blah, lippy, yeah, lippy, lippy, as he does, right? Alex Silvani, as he has been his wants and he's been in the team, goes, I'm not copping this crap from you, bloke. So he walks up and bumps him. Bumps him, right? Steve Johnson goes down in a screaming heap. Uh, surprise, surprise. The, right? the umpire does nothing. Dwayne Russell goes on this big rant. Do you, you, do you remember? He did, he did. Oh, we're going to cop that, are we? Oh, I should have at least been a free he kick. Did, oh, yeah, yeah. we've taken the jumper punch out of the game. We're going to let that in, are we? Almost inviting the conversation from yeah. his colleagues, yeah, yeah, yeah. is this reportable? That was almost where he was at. Is this reportable, right? Mm. 90 seconds later, Silvani gets injured out on that, on that, on the outer wing. Mm, Hurts his knee. He said, Karma. Karma. He said, oh, there's karma for you, says Dwayne Russell. Geelong, man. Poor Dwayne I really Please. rate you. I, I, I like you. I rate you. He's one of the better that ones. That was extraordinarily poor from Dwayne Russell. That was rubbish. Yeah. Extraordinarily poor. Absolute rubbish. Ex- karma. Like, I couldn't, karma. I couldn't believe what the accusation that he was... Like, he was... Karma. It was poor, really poor. Actually, it followed a theme in that first quarter where any physical contact resulted in a free kick. It was driving oh. me insane. Mm. Like, did you mm. see the the poor switch kick into the centre by GWS and Sumner? Oh yeah, yeah, Sumner yeah, yeah. challenged Whitfield, the Whitfield, mark, Whitfield. Yep. and he was yep. paid for whatever yep. the hell yep. the umpire yeah, thought some he sort did. Some interference or something. But there was yep. about three examples of that that quarter. It was all soft rubbish. Oh, I'm not sure if I should go with this, but okay, what Paul, Paul's just uh, text me uh, yeah. Northern Blues, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. my possible future. Um, it's it's quite possible that we might have another rising star, folks. Dave Cunningham. Uh, Cunningham has just won the rising star for this round. I'm hearing on he's Twitter. Got, he's got good mail because so, it doesn't get announced until tomorrow. I don't think. Today's Monday. It gets announced Tuesday, doesn't it? Right. Well, I, I can't remember. Well, well, I won't go with it then. No, that's beautiful. Well, well we just, don't, just we're, cut we're, it out. No, we're not going to be on air until tomorrow anyway. We're going to mm. be out in the ether until tomorrow anyway. Mm. Third for the year. Possible. I hope he's on the money. We shall see. Well, he deserves it. He deserves it. Somebody mentioned it on Twitter to us. Somebody sent a tweet to the Carlton yeah. Show today saying, will we get our third today? Surely Cunningham's a chance. Mm, your reputation's on the line here, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> He's probably getting pretty good mail. Uh, generally does. Um, I want to bring Jack Silvani up. We've got to start a Jack Silvani smother count. There were two big mm. ones, one mm. that was perfect 100%, mm. one that was affected a kick. So two big smothers of the game. I want to say, yeah. uh, we're talking about character. Tommy Williamson doesn't go down when he cops the um, the slap across the face. Go back and have a look at the tackle on Whitfield, yep. the free kick and the yep. goal. The go goal. back and have a look at yep. it. He, he, cops, you know what happened? The, he cops one in he the He cops the shoulder yeah. right in the throat. So when he laid the tackle, he, he goes hard at Whitfield, and Whitfield's pointy shoulder hits him right in the throat. And anyone who's been hit in the throat knows how uncomfortable that feeling mm. is. Mm. Immediately, Silvani was... 
distressed. You could tell straight away. Oh, for sure. You know what he didn't do? He didn't let go. He didn't let go. He didn't put himself and mm. how he was feeling above what the team needed him to do. The team needed him to stick the tackle, and he stuck the tackle and won the free kick, <clears throat> Put himself, pulled himself together, dusted himself off, went back, and we said last week, 8-11, tidy up your goal kick and jack mm. and you... He kicked the goal. He yep. kicked the goal. My word. It's only a little thing, right? It's a little thing in the scheme of things, and these things can so often get missed. But the fact that he didn't wilt because he was under some sort of physical stress himself, mm. and he did what the team needed him to do at that moment. Mm. Look, I've got no doubt about him anyway, but it says if you want affirmation and confirmation of what this kid has got ticking away inside him, it was on display in that 60 seconds. I implore you to go back and have a look at no, it. You no, no, I remember seeing it. You remember yeah. seeing it? I actually yeah. had to go. When when I watched the replay, I was he was one bloke I wanted to watch um, because I obviously had looked at the stats and I saw he only got the 10 posies, but... He was one that I wanted to look at because I thought um, I thought initially he was really, really good in the first quarter, mm-hmm. really good. Um, then I thought he had a lapse in the middle part of the game, but then again in the last quarter when the chips were, you know, when the, whip, the whips were cracking, he, he was he was getting involved, uh, and that was I know that was in the third quarter when he kicked the goal, but I thought he had enough impact to suggest that it was a pass mark for the for the game mm-hmm. and he'd be disappointed he probably didn't kick more goals or maybe get more of the pill you know most players when they only get 10 touches they sort of feel as if they're five or six or eight less than what they're capable yep. of yep but I thought he was um he did enough to suggest because I was almost going to suggest that he might be tiring and thinking that his second halves might have just waned a little bit. Oh, that could be true. I don't know. Um, but I think he, he, he he's hanging in there really tough. Oh, I think he's... Really tough. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's got a... He had, I'll tell you what he has. The little, the little floating pulled kick that he popped oh, around that's the corner. Yep. He's, that's not the first time he's done no, that. No, he's got a beautiful touch and he's got a great football brain. Mm. And again, I, I feel like he's going to be one of these players right throughout his career where his value is never going to be reflected by statistics. Mm-hmm. I just think he's going to be one of those guys. No, no, you're probably right. I feel, I feel like he's going to be a 15-possession guy. At best. At best. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to be a goal or two a game. He might have some days where he can, He might even end up down back, like you bikes have speculated Who knows? about. Who, Who knows? knows? Yeah. But, but he's... What he brings, you know, like Manny Cruiser and a couple of others, what he brings to the table is not represented purely by statistics, mm. and I don't think it ever will be. I don't mm. think it ever is going to be with Jack Sylvani. He's not mm. going to be one of those guys, you know. So I've got to get something off my chest yep. uh, for Lockie Plowman, and I'm going into bat for him. Uh, last week he was on on the end of uh, a fair bit of banter on, on Twitter, and take that for what it's for what it's worth, but. That he was basically uh, responsible oh, for, I saw for, this, for yeah. every single goal that any small forwards kicked this year. You endured that for a bit too long for my liking. You oh, should have well, just, yeah, no, you, good you on me, good on you, like no, good on you. You know what I'm like, and I will bat and I'll bat hard. Mm-hmm. And, and you're probably right, and I, and I probably no, didn't let myself down in, no, no, in, no. in the way of going a little bit too long with it. I implore any person out there who. Uh, you need to listen to Sam Doherty speak on RSN this week 
927, you can you know how to download things and find things and whatever. All you people out there are computer savvy. Well, they're listening to us. Exactly. On a, on a they, need, they need to listen to yep. this. Um, it, it's about 20 minutes, and it's a great, great listen. Sam Doherty said, purely on little forwards, he said, no one is assigned to a small forward. No one. Mm. Tall's pretty much we are, but everyone helps each other out. A small forward at a bounce down immediately goes into the middle, goes up into the midfield, right? He goes, we let him go. We let him go, mm. right? On the way back, you pick up whoever you've got to pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever you pick up, you pick up. No one's assigned to the bloke, right? So for people out there to say that he was absolutely responsible for, for the Billings 5, for the Walters 3, for the uh, Grey 6 or 5, whatever it was, and all these players every single week, you're kidding yourselves. Mm. You don't know the modern game. Mm, mm. Stop it. Just stop it, please. That's a good, it's a good point. Please. You That's know, a, like, this guy's been going at, at 75 to oh, 90% by player. hand and foot. Intercept marks, contested marks. Terrific player. His coach singled him out in a, in a after-the-game interview and said that he likes what Plowman brings to the table in terms of leadership down back, his voice. He's starting to use his voice. How old is he? Uh, 20, 20, 21. Yeah. You're our birthday he can't boy. Be. Don't have it at the moment. Right. <laughs> he can't be too old, right? So please, guys, just endure this. You know, all right, we don't have the lockdown backman. But there might not be too many in, in the comp anyway. Mm. But down the other end, we've got to hurt them with little forwards down the other end. What I really liked uh, mm-hmm. about Plowman was the third quarter, and I really watched him closely in the third quarter. He was almost exclusively on green for a he long was. part yeah. of that quarter, and he was determined not to let him out of Spot his on. out mm. of his range, and yep. he spoiled him on four or five occasions. Yep. He, he kept him at... You know, away from the ball, he did a magnificent job. I think in the last quarter, things switched up a bit along the lines you were just explaining. Yeah. I saw Willow on green once or twice and it, maybe a few others. Green, he, he pushed up. He yeah, pushed up. He lost, green was pushing up. He was losing players yeah. up in, yeah. in and running back in, yeah. and he got very dangerous but didn't convert, thank God. Mm. But Plowman, I, I mentioned Jones had an amazing 14 one percenters. Well, very closely under him was Plowman, 10 one percenters mm. for the match, mm. which is an amazing figure. They, these are you very rarely get double figure one percent statistics, but for Jones and Plowman at 10 10 one percenters. That just goes to show you how team-oriented the mm. man is. And again, you know, just putting in those blocks, those one percenters, third up in the contest, spilling the ball to ground, tackling, all those little things that just make your teammates stand exactly, taller. Exactly, exactly. That's what he's doing all day. Honestly, guys, you could not possibly uh, complain about Lockie Plowman at our club at the moment. And and, and, and and do you think do you guys think he's been responsible for every small forwards goal? Of course, not. give us a spell. No, and we've said on a number of occasions that he we feel bad for him that out of all of the defenders, mm. he's probably the one that has had to on the way back. Mm. He's probably the one out of all of them that has probably had to put his hand up and take him when they have been drifting back more than certainly more than Doc, yeah, more than Simo, Willow. more than Willow. Yeah. He's probably the one who has found himself. Next to them more often than not, that doesn't. It's as Doherty said in that interview on RSN and 
the interview after the game on SEN on Saturday on Sunday. They're in this together. They've got each other's back, mm. and there's no recriminations in this group. If if someone gets off the chain uh, inside forward fifty against us, they're all in this together. Yep, they're not pointing the finger. No. And you know what? Do they point the finger? Are they a pointing finger? No. Have you seen much of that no. this year? No. I've seen they, pl- they, they, plenty they, of no. other teams argue amongst no. themselves well, after the fact. No, 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 they, they don't never argue. Seen they actually mob. go up and, and do the little fist pump and We're say, it's all right, next time. Next not time. doing a lot of that. Next time. Um, anything else in your book before not we really, move on to the... For me. The Gecko, you went to, the, you went to um, oh, yeah, Kramer Street. I forgot about it. Yeah, it was a fairly bruise-free encounter. It was a funny old game. We... We wasted a lot of chances when we had control of the ball, uh, but we managed. We, we were clearly a better team, and at three quarter time, we're forty three points up, uh, and seemingly cruising to a to an easy victory at home. Um, I've got a feeling Kieran Byrne playing on managed time and having basically not playing uh, in the last quarter had something to do with it. Maybe the rotations. Limited us a little bit, but Coburg certainly got too close for comfort. It was ninety-one to a hundred on the line, and we won. But it wasn't it wasn't a great last quarter. Um, not a lot to report out of the game. Burn came out of it uh, unscathed and and looked good. He actually ran inside fifty uh, on a bounce and could have kicked a goal, but he he just sprayed it um, off off target. Um, I thought Kerridge was clearly our best player and played a much improved game from good. a um, good on him. from an efficiency point of view. Good on him. He got off to a shaky start. He got caught on the goal line in defence, uh, just hesitating a little bit. But that was really his only bad mistake for the day. He, he played a really good game. Um, and I thought White and McKay were very good as well. Mackay, Mackay, sorry, Mackay was on an, an undersized opponent, and, and everybody's undersized compared to yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he dominated him physically. Uh, used a lot of the a lot of the area of the ground in which to mark the ball. He, he took a lot of marks this week. Um, probably missed three or four shots of goal. He should have kicked although some of them were at distance and in pockets. Was the ball fine in the middle of his hands? He marked yep. very well. Okay, he great. marked yep. very well. That's a good thing. So I thought he played very well. Look, the two weeks off might have also had something to do with the uh, the last quarter, I'm guessing. The fact is they've won their six in a row. They move mm. on to the next uh, contest. Uh, the team's been chopped and changed a little bit over the last few weeks mm. as well. So, you know, it's, it's all good. Um, they just got to keep... Knocking down whatever's in front of them, I just, guess. Just, 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 a, just a quick four, uh, if you... Yeah. Just a... Uh, Phillips? Phillips um, dominated, played well. Um, he, yeah, it was clearly the best ruckman on the okay. day. Um, he was a little bit shaky. Not shaky. He was a little bit slow to begin, okay. I guess, with Graham? the cobwebs sort of thing. Graham? Graham, I thought, was a little bit disappointing. Hmm. Um, Should have been his type of game. Yeah, and it was all there for him on the day, but um, just didn't use the ball very hmm, well. Okay. Sheehan and Paulson. Uh, Sheehan, Sheehan was solid. Um, hmm. I've been saying this all year. Not outstanding, but solid. Um, you know, he's, he's halving his contested um, contests. He's... 
mopping up and he's he's using the ball well as per usual. I wouldn't mind if if Willow's slowing down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing Sheen. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh, it's a fair you know call. what I mean? Perfect. Uh, this is no yep. knock on the kid. You no, know that. we love him. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it's no, just, just a, we need to see we these do. guys. Yeah, we, we have to, we have to, to find Shane. out. Yeah. We've got to make yeah. decisions with yeah. some yeah. of these guys. Not a bad one, that one. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And Paulson. Paulson, again, he. He was given more time in the in the heat of things, in the middle of um, the contested situations, in the stoppages. I thought he handled himself quite well. He, he wasn't overly impactive on the game, but okay. he certainly did enough work um, to justify that playing that role. And it's just another notch in the the learning curve that I he, saw a, he has um, to go in. I know he's not a Carlton list to play, but I saw a nice Olay from um, Tommy Wilson. We we probably should mention these guys every now and again. I know they're not listed players at the Carlton Footy Club, but the Northern Blues. Wilson's heart and soul. Oh, he's, 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 a a ripper. Ripper. he's a ripper, mate. Isn't he magnificent? He's a ripper. Yeah, I love him. Absolute beauty. He's he's a great he made the uh, state team. Yeah, state team. Yep, yep, yep. He and. Uh, Cam O'Shea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both yeah. made it. Yeah. yeah. So we don't, if, if any of those guys actually listen to this show, we don't uh, deliberately overlook you, but we're obviously, you know, more focused on what the AFL listed players mm. are doing. But don't think for one second that your contribution to, to, to you know what, yeah. they've actually got a really important role to play because Absolutely. Cam O'Shea's played a lot of AFL footy. Tom Wilson's obviously a really hard nosed professional player. They set the benchmarks for the. Um, environment that all these young Carlton players are experiencing along with Josh Fraser and his team so they've got a really important job to do if they're no good like if they're bad blokes he's as tough as nails he's terrific he's terrific tough as nails Uh, just a quick one we didn't mention last week um, potential captain material oh okay righto just quickly if you want to throw one or two up well, there's the two obvious. Oh, there's three obvious Go candidates. On. Go on. Well, Doherty. Yep. Cripps. Yep. And maybe Weedering in another what couple of years' time. Yeah. But I threw Jack Silvani into the mix. Oh, no. Of, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, Doherty and Cripps for the in, the, yeah. in, the, in the next phase the of The handover, yeah. I think yeah, so. I'm probably the same too, Doherty and um, Cripps. Well, we're getting... We, look, you know, you look at the way... I haven't spoken about Doherty too, by the way. She's well, another, I sort of threw him in. a good game. Yeah, no, he's fantastic. Well, I think you'll be... How he's got to be. His game will be he revealed has in the to votes. be in the All Australian side. Oh, forget about side. the squad. He's in the he's twenty-two. In the 22. He's in the twenty-two. Right. If he's not, then it's an absolute. It's yeah. a joke. Yeah. Um, oh no, well, we're putting. When I talked about the defence an hour ago, the defensive unit, mm. oh, I chucked them all in there. That that, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me talking about yeah, yeah, Marchbank yeah. and Plowman and Doherty he's, and all he's, of them. You know. He's taken to another level. If it's at all possible. I thought his last year was magnificent. Well, he's on his way to back-to-back best and fairest. Oh, I think, that he, well, yeah. He's on his way. He's only got one to beat, I reckon. Long way to go, you know. But, you know, yeah, they're, they're right, the two here favourites. And now, here they're and the now, two here and now. It's right Bone up. Crusher and our Waverley Star. <laughs> there you go. They've taken off early. <laughs> uh, Gecko, your votes, please. Votes for this week. Uh, I think 17 players have been included in my spread. Uh, four votes I've given to uh, Matty Cruiser and Liam Jones. I just thought uh, they impacted the game uh, more than any of the other players in our team for the match. Uh, three votes uh, to Doherty, Gibbs, Marchbank and Wright. Uh, two votes to Murph, Cunningham, Plowman, Daisy Thomas, Soss and Levi. And one vote to Cripper, Simo, Lamb, Charlie and Weeders. Okay. Right, oh, there you go. 
All right. I'm going to go uh, Ford of the King Cruiser, uh, Ford of Doherty. Then I'm going to go Land Jones 3, Murphy 3, Marchbank 3, Gibbs 3, Plowman 2, Cunningham 2, Thomas 2, Ed Kerno 2, Wright 2, Lamb 2, Weedering 2, Simo, Cripps and Jack Silvani all 1. I've got 4 to Cruiser, Doherty and Jones. I've got 3 votes to Murphy, Gibbs and Cunningham. We haven't mentioned Murphy and Gibbs until we've got to the votes. Uh, yeah, I thought the which is which is which funny is games. I thought funny games, but I think I can't remember which one of you guys said that they needed to lift a little bit. I thought I thought both at halftime. I thought they they both had more to give. Yeah, and and yeah, watching watching the replay, they certainly were. They came into it more mm. in the second half than what I probably saw in the first half. And Gibbs was instrumental in a tackle late in the game that dispossessed the ball yep. that gave the point to Fisher. So. Yep. No, no, he was solid. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, two to Cripps, Simo, Thomas, Marchbank, Plowman, Wright. I got two votes to Jed Lamb. And I've got an apology for Alex Silvani. I couldn't give him a vote because he only played two and a half minutes, but I gave everybody else one vote. Uh, so it was one of those games that if I'm a coach, I am so happy, uh, satisfied, better, is a better word than happy. I'm so satisfied with the team performance that I want everybody to be acknowledged mm. Mm. Uh, on Best and Fairest Night. You couldn't give him a vote for, for yeah, whacking, I wanted to. For whacking I Stevie wanted J? To. I thought about it. Had he played <laughs> for another five minutes and maybe taken a mark, yeah. i just do something mm. from a... Oh, I would, have I would have you have included an update him, on that injury? I haven't, no. 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 What, is it a knee? It's a knee. It's a knee. It's a knee. Yeah, yeah, wrenched yeah. knee. Yeah. Wrenched yeah. Back so knee. that'll be, they'll have, a what month? is it? It's Monday night when we're doing this, so they'll have looked at it. They'll have scanned it today. They'll get the results back tomorrow. So tomorrow being Tuesday, and by the time you're listening to it, wherever you are, you probably already know the outcome of those scans. Hey, guys, just before we go, mm. the Silvani, th- uh, you didn't say the Silvani story. Uh, another time for that one. We don't right. have time. But are you, guys, are you guys into massive organs? Hello, Warren. I don't have one, but... <laughs> I didn't think I was the type, but big organs. Are you Good into Lord. big organs at all? Oh. Like I said, Where I don't have one. Get, man? Where are you going with this, place? <laughs> it's a family podcast. Well, strangely, Melbourne. Melbourne has one of the biggest organs in the Southern Hemisphere. And I'm I'm a fan. We've had a few smorgans around the footy club, but I no, don't know about big I'm, organs. I'm talking about the oh. Melbourne Town Hall, the grand oh. organ. Are you talking about the organ that you play? How yes, much? Like so a piano. I am, I am. What were your mind thinking about? Seriously. Oh, I don't know. He's had... No, look, he's, he's, he's had his fair he He's got hollow legs tonight, I'll tell you that. Oh, Just okay. for any listeners out there that might be interested, the Melbourne Town Hall... Is holding some free concerts with what are you doing? the grand organ, which oh, sits in the Melbourne Town Hall. It's massive, we, it's huge, it sounds amazing. <laughs> there are fr- some free concerts this week. <laughs> Just go to go to your to website and check and check it out, guys. Well, we if you've got this. nothing better to do, <laughs> stick your head and have a listen. Just just a that tip. Glass is empty again. <laughs> been, have you laced his beard? That's all. Let's get out of here. That is the Carlton Show. It's been a good week, folks. A really good week. They deserved it. They deserved it. And um, I'll tell you what, you know, like uh, Hawthorne were beaten by Gold Coast by 86 points when they first met. And on that basis, that was only four or 12 weeks ago. 
uh, 10 weeks ago. On that basis, I tip the Gold Coast confidently this week against Hawthorne because things don't change that much in a season. Uh, Gold Coast come out and beat Hawthorne pretty comfortably in the follow-up game. Gold Coast did to us what they did to us 10 weeks ago, however long it was, particularly in that third quarter. Uh, they will be thinking the same. We got hold of these blokes uh, pretty easily on their dung heap. Uh, they're coming to our joint now. We're up and about. Let's get ready for a big, big sizzle this in this one, boys. That's what they'll be thinking. Let's just see how far our group has come. Uh, let's see what we whether we can do uh, to the Gold Coast Suns what Hawthorne wasn't able to do and overturn you know, what was a fairly comprehensive defeat in mm. the end on the scoreboard at least. Mm. Um, let's hope. Let's see what we can do this week. I reckon it's a really no, nice little measuring I was going to say, us. it's a big test. Yep, it's a big it test because you know we've come off the... The hype of uh, you yep. know beating the top side and for Cruisers one fiftieth, you got to back it up if you want to be a good side. I mean, it's all great for all of us to be extremely happy with that particular win. Yep, you got to back it up. Yep, spot you on. You got to back it up. If not with a win, you've got to back it up with another four quarter effort. We know they've got the two pronged to tap up forward, um, two meter Peter and and Lynch, who I think or well, one definitely got hold of us, the other one not so much. But we could tail them. Stop their run from their half-back line. Um, Saad. Saad. They've got a few Saad, of them. Yeah. got a few, yeah. yeah and yeah. What, is the other bloke playing? Harbour? Uh, no, he's out for another week. Okay. Yep. Well, that's good. Yep. But, but certainly if they can stop their run, Hall's the other one that gets under our skin a little bit. But uh, you know what? This could be. This is, a, this is a really good test. Great game to watch. It will be. Um, it's been fun. Again, thanks for joining us. Good to spend some time with you two mm. lunatics. Uh, we'll yeah. be back again next week to do it all again. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dr. Gamma Verdian from Dental Lounge. Would you like to increase your success, whether it be personal success or career success? Studies have proven that enhancing your smile can enhance your quality of life in every way. I've seen hundreds of patients for porcelain veneers and smile makeovers with amazing results. Simply tap the banner and book your free consultation and I'll be happy to show you. And best of all, ask about our interest-free payment plans. Dental Lounge Macquarie Street. Create success with your smile. At codesports.com.au, we know sports' greatest stories lie way beyond the scoreboard. Get an exclusive view into the who, how, why, and everything in between. Explained by the experts. Code, the thought behind sport.